about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. And next week, I want to talk about what I call the supremacy of character. The supremacy of character. Which means, when God says, it's kind of developing character in the storm. The supremacy of character. Somebody's thinking, why do I call it the supremacy of character? Because as we go along, you will start to see what God has started to reveal to us as a church and to you as an individual. The book of Romans in chapter 5 and verse 3 to 5, the Amplified says, Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Come on, turn to someone, I don't even know if it's your child, say to them, be full of joy right now. He says, moreover, no matter what happens, he says, moreover, above and beyond, let us be also be full of joy. Now, let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings. That means we're not exempted from it, but he tells us what to do. And listen to what he says. He says, knowing that pleasure (laughs) and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. And endurance, fortitude, develops maturity of character. And endurance, fortitude, it develops maturity of character. And the character there means approved faith and tried integrity. I hope you're seeing that. It says, and then character of this sort, this character that is developed in the midst of hardship, this character that's developed in the midst of the storm, this character that's developed in the midst of affliction, it says this character, this character, character of this sort produce the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Listen to me carefully. This week, I, uh, last week, I came across an article, and, and this article is so inspiring. And though, although I don't know the author, but it is a great piece I got from from a post I read. Uh, some some of the article would be the bedrock of this new series. I'm just going to use a few snippets from the writer as it may be too long for the limited time that we have. The writer said, as, as a clergyman, he says, I've watched pitiably how people self-sabotage. Listen to me carefully. He says, I've watched how people have self-sabotaged themselves by seeking spiritual solutions to character deficit issues. He says, they look around and everybody are suspect for their predicament. When their greatest demon lurks within them, that's their character. He says, he says, what we often call our destiny is truly our character. And since that character can change, then destiny can be altered. Character is destiny. So, is prayer actually everything everything is prayer actually everything accidentally by the way let me put this as a side note 
A dear sister of mine asked me this question this week without knowing I was going to touch on this subject in my sermon. Her question further gave me confidence to teach this sermon as I was initially struggling with this. And she was asking me about is everything prayer. But, 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 but many will begin to argue back and forwards with this intriguing question. Is prayer actually everything? But my main purpose of writing this piece is not to get involved in the arguments as he wrote. Arguments don't improve the validity of truth. They only determine how long it would take you before you realize it. When you start to argue, it doesn't improve the truth. It, the only problem it does is that it just, it takes you time for you, it takes you the time to actually realize the truth. Most people believe that we can pray ourselves to success and get away with virtually anything if we become a stickler to some prayer routines. There is no amount of spiritual penance that can substitute for character. Sometimes you need character, not prayer. I want to emphatically underline the fact that this write-up is not meant to trivialize prayer in any way. But he says, I've observed that many people take character for granted while overzealously tuning on into their spiritual mode. And many of us, we have become so spiritually in tune through prayer that we, neg we neglect the place of character and our relationship with people. Many are actually heavenly bound, but with no earthly relevance. You can speak with the spiritual eloquence. You can pray in public and maintain a holy appearance. But it is your behavior and character that will actually trigger the manifestation of all that God has for you. Many times we pray fast and bind demons that don't exist. When our real demons are just our greatly flawed character. Magda said, I walked into Torosin Tabernacle with 6,000 pounds of debt. It wasn't prayer that got her out of it alone. It was her character that she developed. Many people are going through financial trouble right now because we have a character of frivolous spending. And then we'll pray. I remember someone who walked into church years ago and came to me and said, Pastor, someone sent me to you. My finances have been going into, into pieces. It looks like there's a demon that just takes away my money. Each time I get paid, I don't know how the money disappears. She says she doesn't know how it just disappears. It looks like a demon comes in into her bank account in Barclays or Nationwide or HSBC. I don't know which one. And just blows it away. And then I asked her, what church do you go to? And she said she goes to one of these churches that can pray me into oblivion. When she mentioned the church, prayer was no more an option for me because in that church, they pray, they, they, they pray. Every, every, even in the microphone, I went for a wedding in, in, in that church before and the microphone was messing up and they did, spent like five minutes declaring the demon to get out of the microphone. I knew prayer was not an option. So I sat down with her and said, do you think God doesn't answer your prayers? There must be a problem somewhere. And then I told her to bring out her debit card, her credit card and all that stuff that I want to pray. She eagerly bought it out. I went out of the office and said, I'm going to go, go and bring an equipment, an instrument that I use to destroy and demolish every financial demonic attack. 
And then she started praying. I saw her start shaking. She started shaking. I haven't even started praying. Can you see how many of us are so much involved in prayer that we miss the main thing we, do, we should do? I went into my office, bought some scissors, came back, started to speak in tongues as I was going in, picked up all our cards and started to cut it. You could see the fury that came out from the inside of her. She was angry. She walked out of my office. Says, how dare you do that? I caught all I can. And while she was going, I said, but I thought you trust God. Why are you angry that I'm cutting the God that you really trust? She left. I thought she would never come back. I shared this story so many times. Until after a few, few weeks, my PA said, this lady wants to see me. I said, again? She came into my office. She went on her knees and, 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 and knelt down. I said, stand up. I said, what is the problem? She said that she just wants to ask for my forgiveness and wants to continue the counseling. I said, well, you left my office in an anger. She said, yes, that one of her friends wanted to borrow money from her. So she took her to the till. She put her hands inside her wallet to take out her card. And it was not her own card. It was a credit card. And when she couldn't find it, she eased. You know, as ladies always do sometimes. And the lady said, what's the problem? She said, one, 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 one pastor that I told him to go and pray for me took all my cards and cut it. I'm so sorry. The lady looked back at her and said, you better go back to that pastor because the money you were going to lend me, I didn't think I was ever going to pay you back because I don't have the money. He must have just saved you. She confessed to me. And this is what I'm saying. Because many times we pray, we fast, we bind demons that don't exist when the real demons are just a great flawed character. Many have insulted people that were divinely placed and orchestrated to help them fulfill their destiny. Some people are still keeping malice, malice with their destiny helpers. And yet we will come to church when church was opened. <laughs> and we will start praying and fasting. But we're keeping malice to somebody who God has sent to help us. Do you know that the greatest fraud he wrote in life is religion without character. A man without character is recklessly alive. I hope this will bless somebody. So the question we're asking is, what is character? I'm not asking what reputation is. I'm asking what is character? Because your reputation is what people call holy. Your character in the night is what God calls holy. Matthew 23 verse 28 says, Even so ye outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Too often, ladies and gentlemen, we are concerned with our reputation than with our character. So this morning, I really want to talk to, to my young ones. You that are single at home, listen to me. This is going to bless you before your, your real character gets exposed. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 7, the message Bible says, But God told Samuel, looks aren't everything. Looks aren't everything. Looks aren't everything. Looks aren't everything. Don't be impressed with his looks. And his stature, which many women are, you're single and you're looking for the guy, if he's shorter than you, slightly shorter, I, I can marry no one shorter than I am. He says, God says, don't be impressed by his looks 
I have eliminated him. God judges persons differently than humans do. Men and women look at the face of God, but God looks into the heart. Listen to me carefully. Did you see what God was saying to him, to, 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 to Samuel? When, 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 when you look at Samuel, he, he was a prophet. He anointed the first king of Israel. The Bible says that not one of his words fell to the ground. The Bible made it clear. He said there was no other prophet like Samuel in the whole of Israel. His words was like God. When, when they needed to find the, 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 the oxen or, or the sheep that was lost, they said, let's go to the seer. So as Samuel did not miss God. When he anointed Saul, he did not miss God. But then he wanted to anoint another king. And even himself that was a prophet, Katobohosha, even him that was a prophet, listen to me, even him as a prophet, he nearly missed it. A prophet went by looks. He went by looks. He was saying to himself, this must be the one. And God says, you know what? I, I'm not impressed by what they look. Many of us are moved by what somebody looks. How they feel. What we see on Instagram. But that's just reputation. David was not judged by his talent, but his character in the case of Bathsheba. A man's character is his faith. Be more conscious. What I'm saying to you this morning is be more conscious of your character than your reputation. Because character is what you really are. While reputation is merely what other people think about you. Reputation, reputation, reputation is Instagram. Character is monogram. Oh. Reputation is Instagram. Character is monogram. Pastor, what do you mean by monogram? Monogram is a person's initial. Monogram is, is what identifies someone's personal logo. What you really are is monogram. When, you, when, 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 when your character is interwoven, when your initials are interwoven, it produces you. But reputation is your Instagram. Your character is your monogram. If you pay too much attention to your reputation, your Instagram, you can lose your monogram. You can lose your identity. People are interested in talents. God is impressed by character. Many people will applaud talents, but they will never applaud character. Talent is a gift. Character is a choice. Beauty catches the attention. But character catches the heart. That's why many people are marrying wrongly because they're looking at the outward appearance. Yes, the guy is driving a BMW. Yes, the guy has a car that is a Mercedes-Benz and, 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 and you can take down the roof. But does he have character? Is he going to beat you up in the next few years? Is he going to go with somebody else? Did he pick you on the side of the road as he's going to pick somebody else on the side of the road? And you fell for him. You, don't, you, don't, you didn't even care if he was a Christian or if he was not. So far, he had money and he had biceps and he had triceps and he had, uh, he had, a, uh, had, a, uh, had an eight-pack or six-pack. And I always say it, everything still will pack up. Is that who you're going for? 
Are you going for the lady because she, she looks beautiful? Are you going because she looks, she, looks, she looks like a figure that you have imagined in yourself? She looks like a person you're watching on, 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 on cyber, cyber adultery or cyber fornication. Are you, are you looking for the perfect woman and then you see her? Her hair is as long as it can hit the ground and, 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 and then she's done some surgery on her behind and, 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 and in front and, you, and you're, 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 you're going down on your knees and say thank you Lord you don't know that you're marrying Jezebel it was character that made Rebecca marry Isaac and many women and many people, men are not, are not hooking up with their wives not girlfriends or their, or, their, or their husbands not boyfriends because all they're doing is that they're showing a reputation instead of showing character reputation did not get Rebecca to marry Isaac it was her character Abigail married David. Ruth did not become the grandmother of Jesus and married a rich man. It was her excellent character of being able to show mercy to someone who was less than her that brought her prominence. And many people are marrying what they see as Instagram. Many people are marrying social media. Many people are marrying makeup. But you cannot make up a character. So the question we ask, let me quickly go on. What then is character? Because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11 verse 22, it says, as a ring of gold in a swine snot, so is a beautiful woman who is without discretion. Her lack of character mocks her beauty. And this goes both to male and female. Her lack of character, your lack of character mocks your beauty, mocks you being handsome. It makes a mockery of what God has created. It's developing character during this storm. The lockdown is not supposed to be able to make you look ugly. It's supposed to bring the beauty and the character and the grace of God upon you. What then is character? You can see I'm talking with passion this morning. Character is the fingerprint of your soul. Character is the fingerprint of your soul. Character is the sum of one's good habits, virtues and bad habits. What is character? Number two, character is doing the right thing when no one is looking. Ah, Jesus. That's the beauty of life. That's character. This week we could see that there was a second major medical advisor that lost their job and their reputation shattered. All the years that they have built up in building a career in medicine and becoming a professor and, be, and reaching the echelons of the medical fields and being an authority and speaking into government and speaking in, 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 into, into large organizations, all that just crumbled because what was revealed, what we saw was their reputation. And their reputation told us to stay at home, but their character was going away from home. And everything was destroyed just in a matter of a second. Because sooner or later, your reputation may take you to the highest authority, but it is your character that can keep you there. I looked at the, I looked at the man, and I looked at the woman also that happened in Scotland. And, 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 and tears were nearly coming down my eyes. So whenever you remember this person's name, you will associate it to a man who gave an instruction but didn't follow it. You will associate it to a woman who gave an instruction and didn't follow it. Their whole reputation in, as a professor has, stopped, has so much been blighted just because of one character flaw. Character is what you're doing when no one is looking. Character number three is what you are in the dark. Reverend Dwight Moody says, the true test of your character isn't how you are on your best days, but how you act on your worst days. 
And that's why I love the reason, especially church is closed. Because many times we mass church is our makeover. Church is what is what is, is a different kind of ladies are showed. Because when we come into church, even although we, we make up or we make ourselves over, we put our lipstick, we, we, we put we put on our everything that makes us look good. We put our perfume on, we put our powder on. But you know what? That's also good. But when we do come into church, we have a different kind of makeover. We put our spiritual makeover on. But not the spiritual makeover of our character, but the spiritual makeover of our reputation. So a pastor walks into church, all loving, all hugging, all nice, all kissing, but has not kissed his wife, has not even hugged his, his child in one week. A pastor walks into church and starts to say, just, 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 just follow me as I follow Christ. And when you follow them, you'll find out that everything is like a sepulchral of unrighteousness. You walk into church, you can leave praise and worship and everybody can lift their hands and worship God and say, wow, you are anointed. But you're not anointed because you're anointed with talent, not anointed with character. And many times because of church, we all come in and it's a melting pot. And we leave as if nothing has happened. But we can get into the car and just slap our wives or slap our husbands or, or start to swear. Because church can also be a spiritual makeover. It doesn't show the real character. Character is what you do in the middle of the night. You learn something from church. But man, yes, there's a famine out there in the land. Character is what you build in the midst of the storm. Are you shouting at your husband? Are you shouting at your wife? Are you kicking your door in? Are you single? Are you getting depressed? Because things are not working the way they are. But you know what? We wanted to shape your lives in church so you can shape your worlds outside there. Let us not build reputations anymore in church that is closed down. Let's start to build character. The church and the world are supposed to applaud character and not applaud mediocrity. Your character is your name. Number four, number five. A good name is better than precious ointments. Ecclesiastes 7.1 Your character and your name will always be the everlasting testament of who you really are. <laughs> your character, it is immortal. It will outlast each and every one of us. And in a growing world that is based on text, online search and social profiles, the purpose of your name and character has expanded and become more imperative than it has ever been before. Because when they Google your name, they don't look for your name, they look for what you are. <laughs> because society encourages by way of media, by way of billboards, by way of ads, the accumulation of wealth at any price. Yet, when you have your last breath, when you breathe your last breath, all of that will fade away. And the only thing that will matter is your character. How many people were around you? How many people cried for you? Or how many people just said good riddance to bad rubbish? And most of the time, what we're applauding, what we're going for, what we're marrying into is reputation, is charisma. It's charisma. Charisma attracts but character sustains and gives staying power. It is true that charisma can make a person stand out for a moment, but character sets a person for a lifetime. I don't want to come with you with a reputation. I don't want to come with you with charisma. It's something that God gave. It's not what I worked on. But I want you to be able to see behind the scenes. I want you to be able to see, can, can this man preach well when there is 1,000 people in church? And when there's barely empty seats. 
Do I prepare the same way I prepare for 1,000 people to house I preach when they're empty seats? This is, a, this is a, it's a testament of my character. What would my son say about me? What would my wife really say about me? What would your children say about me? What would your dad, what would your parents say about you? In fact, in this season, what would your parents say about you? What would the people who are around you say about you? Or do we just come in and show people our reputation? Do we show people our car when your parents are suffering? Do we show people our houses when you can't even accommodate someone who is less privileged than you? What are people actually seeing? What is God trying to build within you? We may have lost our job, but what is God trying to build? Because let me say this, the main purpose of this message is that God's goal, God said to me, my goal is building character even in the storm. In, in this season, we are in a storm of sickness. We are in a storm of disease. Many have lost a loved one. Jobs and different kinds of anxiety and fear are popping up. But many people don't know that what the purpose of a storm is. Why are we in the storm? Why the storm? Why the trouble? Why did something I did not plan suddenly come and disturb my perfect life? Why did I have plans in the beginning of the year and it seems not to work? Why the death? Why the financial woe? How come I have planned this year faster and prayed and put everything in place and moved according to the vision? And then all of it seems to have gone up in flames. I was walking into, into church this morning and I met one of the neighbors and said 75% of my business has gone. What do we do in the, in the storm? Nobody expected this. Why is this going on? Why is this happening? I mean, you may have your husband, you may have your wife, maybe you're single at home. And you're thinking, I, 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 this was not my plan. You know why this all happened? Because according to the above scripture, God wants to form character in us. That's why we're together. That's why we're locked down. That's why we're doing that. When you're alone at home, God wants you to build character of enjoying your own space. God wants you to be the character of enjoying God and you alone. So that when you marry and you have someone with you, you do not depend upon them to give you joy. You know how to enjoy your own space. I know how to take walks on my own. I know how to go, uh, go and watch a film by myself. I don't have to wait for my wife. And it's not because we don't go out together. We go out together. But sometimes you just got to create your own fun for yourself. I know how to go, 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 go to the cinema just by myself during the day or maybe when I have a time off. I know how to sit in the cinema and take my grandnuts from home and buy popcorn there and mix the whole thing together and eat the whole thing and maybe smell it in the place. But I don't care because I know that it's the joy of the Lord that's my strength and the fact that I've got two legs and I can walk out, I can be joyful. I enjoyed myself when I was single so surely to God I can enjoy myself while I'm married. God wants to create that space for just you. You cannot depend upon people. You can't depend on everyone around. It's just you enjoy it. And develop character of life. The character to love God more. The character to pray. The character to develop new skills. The character of resilience. And not depending on people to give you the joy and the happiness. The character of finance. Maybe this is the time God wants to develop financial character in you. Oh God, I wish I had known what I know now. 
have been telling us for so many times. There's seven years of, of plenty, seven years of famine. I've been teaching about financial character. But even if you've made a mistake, it's not too late. Sit down and say to yourself, I will never be in this position again. Maybe it's character of giving. Maybe it's the character of living with people. This storm is teaching us how to live with people. I've been married for over 23 years or something. I've had my son for, now he's going to turn 13 years. But I've never known him as much as I've known him during this period. Never! I've known him, but, but, but there's an intimacy. He comes, he plays with me, he, he, he slaps my head, he does this. We just have this kind of bond that is developing over this period of time that we never have had because he would have been back out of school. Yeah, there are things we have to adjust. There are things that we have to do. There are things that, oh, that, that, that we've never done before. But God is developing character in him, in me, in my wife, in my daughter. God is developing character as your single at home. It's not the end of the world. You may be single. You may be living in your farm. But bless God for it. Because the, this is just 40 days of you eating at the brook. Because whatever you learn for right now will take you for the next 40 years of your life. Helen Keller said this, and it blessed me. Character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. Mm -mm. She said, only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, ambition inspired, and success achieved. Do you want me to read that again? No, go back to the tape later on. He says, only through trials and suffering can the soul be strengthened, can the ambition be expired, and can success be achieved. You know you, you, you know you will know how to manage finances when you go through a financial affliction. You, you, you know you will know how to manage life when you go through trials and situations. The storm is not supposed to take you away from God, but the storm is supposed to draw you to God, to develop character in you. Because if you look at the scriptures we read initially, it didn't say everything was fine and then you develop character. He says no, character is developed in the midst of a storm. He, he, this is not the storm. It's not supposed to take you away from God. The storm wants to develop you, wants to teach you. This storm is not supposed for you to throw tantrums at God. Many people, when they go through a storm, they throw tantrums at God. They even is at God if they could see Him. They get out of control. They leave church. They stop praying. They stop serving. They stop giving. They blame everyone else and they lash out on everyone else who else is around them. They become unruly. They become unmanageable. They become indisciplined. They go into a panic-stricken mode. They're depressed. They become suicidal because they're going through a storm. The storm is not supposed to kill you. Please listen to me. This COVID-19, no matter what we're going through, I know it is difficult, but it's not supposed to kill you. It's supposed to develop resilience. It's supposed to be able to say to you, I can make it. In fact, some people are getting more creative during this season than they were before. Many people are finding jobs more than they've ever had before. Many, many people who are builders may think everything is lost and gone. But let me tell you that many of us are going to have to look for these builders to start to recreate our office, start to recreate our building. Things are coming up for people. 
Many artists are going to work. You that have been in IT, you that have been on, uh, 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 know how to do, uh, what, what would I call uh, websites and all that, 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 that your industry seems to have gone down the drain. Listen to me. It's coming back to you now. Because everybody now wants to walk from home. Everybody's looking for the next thing. You can create something right now that can bless you and can make you a millionaire. Many people, actors and actresses, they're coming back to you. Because you know what? There is a, there's a gap in the market. Everything is coming back. Start lighting your stuff. Start developing resilience and character right now so you don't miss out on what God has for you. I can't finish today. I'm, I'm going to just give you one thing that I want to show you. I've got three to do and then another other three steps. But let me first tell you, how is your character revealed? And I'm going to show you, but I'm going to show you how also to deal with it. There are three or four ways the truth of your character is revealed and not your reputation. There are three ways that is revealed. I'm going to pick up one so I can close. And number one is through your tongue. Huh. The greatest test of a man's character is his tongue. This will bless somebody this afternoon. Your words are a mirror of your character. Your tongue displays who you are. Your voice communicates to the world who you are to the world. If you want to know a man's character, listen to what comes out of their mouth. It is noted that if you're a man, you speak an average of 20,000 words a day. And if you're a woman, you speak an average of 30,000 words a day. That is actually not true. I would double that, to be honest with you. <laughs> but if you speak that amount of words, that is who you are. Somebody said that in a year, you can write, write, your words can write 800 pages of 66 books in a year. That the words you speak daily can write 800 pages of 66 different books. Your tongue is who, what, what, who you really are. When you go to the doctor and you say, I'm not feeling well, the first thing he says is, ah, stick out your tongue. Your tongue reveals what is going on in the inside of you physically and spiritually. Listen to me. Before you can change your character, you've got to observe your tongue. Do you realize that what you say in the storm will follow you out of the storm? <laughs> I hope someone got that. What you say in the storm is what will follow you out of the storm. Your tongue directs where you go. It has a tremendous influence and a control over your life. Where are you headed in life? Listen to me. Where are you going to be in the next 10 years from now? Look at your conversations because we shape our words and then our words shape us. Oh, I'm going to repeat that. We shape our words and then our words shape us. So your character is revealed through your words and I said it in the beginning that your character is your destiny. So your words will shape your character which shapes your destiny. Ah, the Bible made it very clear. Your entire life depends on what you say. I, I, I went on a cruise, I think two years ago. Uh, I, I hated going on a cruise. I didn't like it, but somehow they dragged me because 
One of my best friends was celebrating his 50th and I took all the medication that I needed against seasickness and all that kind of stuff. I was petrified and terrified. But then I also remember that, that, that Peter walked on water, but that's not an experience I want to do really because I remember that even when I had a life jacket on years ago and I, I was in, 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 in the sea and we all jumped in the sea, I was still, still drowning with the life jacket on. That, that's just only in your mind. So I wasn't looking forward to it. But then, then we went and as we got towards the ship and we parked this car, I saw this humongous ship. 16 different levels. Massive. Massive. I was like, can this even sail? We got into the place. It was everything you need was there. Massive. Tons, thousands and thousands of tons. Massive. It had six different um, theaters. It had boutiques that lined the place like as if it was if you were in Oxford Street. Humongous. If you've ever never been on a holiday to go to on a on a, on a, on a, on, a, on, a, on a cruise before, go to it. Take it from Miami or from Florida. Those those are the best ones. Yeah, <laughs> and go there. I'm giving this to you free of charge. It will be cheaper next year. I promise you. But 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 this looks like a far-fetched idea right now because of all this coronavirus thing. But 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 we went there and we walked into the place. The rooms, everything was there. But you know, the funny thing about it was. As massive as that ship was, it was a small rudder that directs this ocean liner out in the middle of the waves and the wind and the sea. Something as massive as that, and it only took a small little rudder to turn it around. The little rudder kept it on course. Our tongue is like that. Our tongue is like a rudder that steers us. There, there's, the, the, the Bible made it very clear. He, he, he made it clear that our tongue steers our life. My tongue directs where I go. My tongue is the steering wheel of my life. It is the guidance system. And if you don't like the way your life is headed, you've got to look at your tongue because your tongue is revealing your character. James chapter 3 verse 5 to 6. Let's see how it reveals our character. Listen to what it says. It says, a word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off. It only takes a spark and it sets off a forest fire. And in verse 6, it says, a careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world. We can turn harmony into chaos. This is the message by you. Throw mud on a reputation. Send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. Did you see that? That means that some tongues are critical and they have killed many people. Have you, have you, listen to me, have you ever met a verbal arsonist? Their words are always inflammatory. A lady known as Karen Carpenter, at the age of 32, she died. She died because of eating disorder. You know how she got it? Because one reviewer, when they called her, she said, stated, when a reviewer called her, says, 
Richard's, that's our brother's, chubby sister. That word, chubby sister, sent Karen Carpenter down into an abyss of eating disorder because he was verbally inflammatory. Although he had a reputation as a good newcaster, but he wasn't sensitive, had no character to deal with someone's sensitivity. A careless word can destroy a life overnight. I wonder how many people, because of their careless words, have destroyed their marriage or their careers or their reputation or the reputation of another or their church or their friendship. Have you not realized that you may never meet someone, you may never have met someone, and the day you meet the person, all you can remember is the negative thing someone said about the person. And do you know that some people's life has been ruined because somebody said something about somebody who was supposed to help you, but when you met the person, you already had a preconceived idea or a preconceived mind about who they are. Do you, have you not realized that many friendships are forged on gossip? And the true level of your character of your life, the true level of who you are, is by what you say. Let me deliver you right now. The tongue not only has the power to direct where you go, but also has the power to destroy what you have if you don't learn how to control it. Your tongue is like fire. What you're saying to your children, what you're saying to your spouse, what you're saying to yourself is destroying you and, and it has forged your character. You're negative. You shout. You use F words at your parents, at your colleagues. You swear at anybody else and blame them because they made you swear. Remember, when you blame, it brings you shame. It makes you lame. You've got to tame your tongue. Really, and, and let me close by saying this. This is number one. We'll pick up number two and three next week of how your character is revealed. My problem is not really my tongue. Listen to me. Your problem is not really your tongue. It's not your tongue. Your tongue is not your problem. How do you tame your tongue? Your tongue, your problem is your heart. What is inside is what comes out. My mouth eventually betrays what I really am inside. How you really are comes from the inside. It's your tongue is just agreeing with what is on the inside of you. I can fool you and pretend, but eventually my tongue is going to catch up with me. It's going to let me know what is really inside me. Pastor, how do you know? Because the Bible made it known in Luke 6.45, the living Bible, a good man produces good deeds from a good heart. And an evil man produces evil deeds from his hidden wickedness. Did you see that? Whatever is in the heart overflows into the speech. The problem is not the tongue. The problem is the heart. If you've got a problem with your tongue, listen to me, listen to me, look at me, look at me carefully. If you've got a problem with your tongue, it is much more serious than you think. It is a heart problem. <laughs> A person with a harsh tongue has an angry heart. A person with a negative tongue has a fearful heart. A person with an overactive tongue has an unsettled heart. A person with a boasting tongue has an insecure heart. 
A person with a filthy tongue has an impure heart. And a person who is critical at all times has a bitter heart. Everything starts with the heart. Your heart becomes a reflection of who you are by what you say. Let us not go for reputation. Let's go for character. So pastor, why did you speak about the tongue? Because your tongue shows who you are. And you've got to learn to build your tongue in this period. So this is what I want you to do. Number one, learn to speak right words. Learn to speak right words. Learn to change your character in this storm. God wants to develop character in you. That when you come out, people will know something has changed about the way you speak. You're no more boastful. You're no more critical. You're no more wicked. You're no more, you're, 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 you're no more negative. You're, you no more have a harsh tongue. Because God is creating character in you. Number two, look at how you speak to other people. Be careful. Start to say, God, develop a new spirit on the inside of me. Because your character is betrayed by what comes out of your mouth. The character of Israel came to life when they saw the storm before them. It says, we are just like grasshoppers. What made them walk around for 40 years was not their reputation of God delivering them. It was the character of their tongue. Their tongue set them back 40 years. May God not set you back 40 years because of what you say by your tongue. Yes, it is tough times, but we have a tough God. And I believe in the name of Jesus that we will not build our reputation on Instagram, but we will build our character on our monogram, our monotheism. That means one God and our relationship with God that transforms us and then our character will keep us in a place where he has built for us. I hope that has blessed you today. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.